on today's episode of the TMD Podcast. We're going to open things up with just a little bit of podcast news, then we're going to jump right into uh, football. We're going to be talking college football, NFL, and then we're going to dive into the NBA. We're going to be talking the playoffs, the power rankings for the playoffs, uh, the Bubble awards, which I didn't know was a thing, but we're gonna we're gonna dive into the bubble awards and who the the picks are for those, and then we're gonna I'm gonna give my outlook on the C's, how they're looking for this this playoff series, and then we're gonna finish things up with some NHL talk. Uh, NHL playoffs started yesterday, so I'm gonna give a little little something, my little tidbit on the NHL. I'm not I'm not a NHL expert here, but I'm gonna give my two cents on it, and then we are going to close out the show. Before we do all that, I just want to give a quick shout out to J11 because, like I said last episode, they dropped their new merch uh, and they restocked it again and then they redropped it. Their J11 tie dye T-shirt and the J11 slides and they went quick again. Uh, there's there's limited supply left, so if you guys are are still sitting and waiting on ordering those those two things, I, I'd head over there right now and go get the J11 tie dye T-shirt and the J11 slides because if you don't, they're gonna be gone. So head over to je11.com or check out through Instagram. Go to je11's Instagram page. Get it there. Just go get it, okay? All right, let's do it. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a good Thursday. Uh, Happy Thursday. Um, we are back for another episode of the TMD podcast. I'm excited for this one. There's a lot happened, uh, in the past two days since uh, I last talked to you guys. Uh, so we're going to dive right into that right after this little podcast news. Um, that website that I've been promising you for now two weeks, uh, it's getting halted again, um, for something bigger. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm not going to give it away yet, but the the website is is in the reworks again I guess I guess you could say um, but there's gonna be something bigger and better coming uh, it's it's I'm excited for it and I can't wait to share it with you guys so that's just the update on the um, the website the blog is still up though is so you guys can go to our Twitter account and um, again just find that link that nasty Wix link. And go click that for the blog. It's still up. There's still articles coming out, so go check out those articles. And yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. I, I said this uh, on the last episode too, and I I don't. This, I'm not gonna say this every episode because it, it's weird for me asking. But I'm the only thing I ask for my uh, my listeners out there is just if you could do me one solid favor and whatever you're listening to this podcast on right now, just whatever it is. Whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple Music or Apple Podcast or Breaker or Anchor or whatever it is, just if you're subscribed to this podcast, just unsubscribe and then resubscribe. I, I again, I don't know why, but that's just that's just how the it helps the podcast grow, I guess. Uh, so that's the only thing I'm ever gonna ask for you from you. So yeah, that's 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 a uh, that's that's what I got for the pod news. Uh, nothing crazy. Just just know that the website is is coming, uh, and it's wh- when it does come, it's gonna be great. So that's be on the lookout for that. Okay, now let's dive into some college football real quick because college football is just kind of dropping like flies. I, I don't even know what's going on. Um, I mean, I do know what's going on, and I can understand why they 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 can't do it. It doesn't. My my college, I'm I'm still going to Quinnipiac, and we're not even uh, fully on campus, so I can can't imagine why I can't imagine why um, colleges are are canceling the fall sports. It it makes sense in my mind, but um, it's sad because you know college football is it's like a breath of fresh air from watching the NFL all the time, you know, or it's like a preview into watching the NFL, depending on how you look at the NFL. Um, but it's it's different. It's fun. It's it's, its own unique thing, uh, and uh, so to see these conferences dropping uh, all fall sports does kind of stink. But um, let's get into it. The Big Ten um, was the first of the uh, the the Power Five conferences to uh, cancel their football season, and then we had the Pac-12 follow. I think. Either that day, a few hours after, or a day after, something like that. 
and the um, the remaining three, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12, all looking like the SEC is looking like they're going to go forward, and it makes sense. The amount of money involved with the SEC football is outrageous, so it's it canceling that is like a hit to all those schools, and um, it just I don't know it it. it for the amount of money that's on the line, you have to you have to um, at least give it a shot, and I think that's what these schools are gonna do. The ACC yet um, to release any word. I, I know a few months ago they said they were having the season, but it's it's looking more likely that they're not gonna end up having the season just because of where the schools are located. Those schools specifically. The, the states that they're in, they're just it's not looking too great for those uh, those specific schools in the Big Twelve. Like the SEC said, they're going forward, so it's I don't know. It's the the national if if it goes forward, and we see nothing happens with the season, everything works out fine. It's really looking like your national championship contenders are either SEC schools or Big Twelve schools. Which is going to be a really interesting um, dynamic, I guess, in how it's 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 going to be an asterisk year, like every other sport. You know, it's going to be an asterisk year. Like, not all the teams are competing right off the bat, and then you know how many schools are going to end up closing through the middle of the season. You know, it's there's there's no guarantee that every school in the SEC is gonna. Is going to be able to stay open or the the Big Twelve? You know, what I mean, like it's it's you never know. So it's going to be an asterisk year. Um, I hope that college football can happen because, like I said, I'm, I I do enjoy watching college football. But it's if it doesn't, I I I'm not won't be heartbroken. You know, we've it's just that seems that's just twenty twenty summed up in in a nutshell. You know, it's a lot of things are happening and a lot of things you no one can account for, and um, it's it's a hard to it's hard to plan around what's going on, so it's understandable if college football doesn't uh, continue on. But it would stink. Uh, it wouldn't. It would. Yeah, it would stink. But at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, the NFL. It's it's kind of NFL's. I feel like like a lot like how the SEC and the Big Twelve are their their approach to it. It's like we're we're gonna go. We're like we're gonna have the season. But I've said this before. It's it's one of those things where it's like take the I don't know the Patriots and the Steelers like they could be competing for uh, a wild card spot this this um this year and if say the Pats have to cancel two games how does that work you know what I mean like that's 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 the that's my biggest thing with um the NFL is how does how is the Playoffs gonna work, you know. I mean, if you're canceling games, you know the two games canceled in the regular season are very important for seeding in the playoffs. They're, they're, they're every game is important in the NFL. So canceling games, I just I don't know. And again, at the NFL, it's in football in general is just in a weird spot because it's contact every single play. Guys breathing on each other, guys sweating on each other. You got to make sure that. Everyone's doing their part outside of the games, outside of practice. Like that, no one's pulling a Lou Will. You know, it's so. It's I don't know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. I'm. I'm hopeful again that college football, the SEC, and the Big Twelve. It's gonna be a fun year, and I'm hopeful that the NFL uh, stay safe and that it's gonna be a fun, fun fall. I mean, it's already limited in the fun because we don't have all college football, so. How much more fun can it get? I don't really know, but I'm hoping that the NFL and the SEC and Big 12 can figure it out and that it works, but don't be surprised if it doesn't because I can honestly see it not working out and it being an utter disaster and it's just asterisks everywhere. Even if, even if the years do make it through, it's going to be an asterisk for no matter what. I can't see that sport, just football, whether it's college or the NFL, having no problems throughout the year. I just think that's highly unlikely. So, I don't know. 
it's just it's a lot different too with college football because there's so many more variables that you can't account for. The NFL is it's different because it's not like you can control the players. You know, what I mean, you, it's not like those players have to come in contact with however many people on a daily basis outside of football. You know, what I mean, like a, a professional athlete can go can just go from the facility home, game home, like that. That can be their their life. Whereas a college student, you're going from practice facility to classroom to your dorm your there's just so many other so many other aspects your dining hall your, where are you gonna like where are they eating what's how are they not coming in contact with other college students who are not who are you're trusting to make the smart decisions and that's just not plausible i'm i'm a college student myself i can firsthand tell you that if you allow kids back on campus it social distancing is not a thing it, it will not happen. There will be parties thrown. People will be going to th- parties. They will be in close quarters. They won't be wearing masks. It's a So how do you control your players from – how do you control of that 53-man roster on that football team? How do you control every single player and make sure that no one – everyone's doing what they need to do to stay safe? There's just so many more aspects to it, and – I just I, I I understand why all these colleges are canceling their football seasons because in hindsight there's no guarantee that school itself is even gonna work. So I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting. It's I I uh I, I just I can't see I yeah, I don't know, I just can't really see it it working out, but I'm hopeful it will and we'll see, I guess. It's it's not um it's it's just a lot different from the NFL because the NFL is a controlled thing. These these athletes in the NFL are making money from the NFL. They're this is their job. So it's if they don't follow guidelines, you have the potential to lose your job. You have the potential to get fined or you lose money. There's just it. The reason for playing in the NFL is it's not that it's different, but it's the the reasoning for you to stay safe is a, is a lot greater in the NFL versus college I guess and it's a lot easier to stay safe in the NFL versus college that being said it's NFL football college football it's still the same sport you're still breathing on each other like I said you're still sweating on each other you and that's every single play <clears throat> where the trouble comes in is you got you got one team who's breathing, sweating on each other, and then you get that one kid, the old lineman, who decided to go to, a, I don't know, a party, and decided to hang out with someone else who was exposed to the disease. And then he, now he has it. Now he's bringing it to the old lineman on the other team. And then that old lineman's bringing it to his school. It's just it's, it's little things like that that I just don't think you'll be able to control in college football. Whereas in the NFL, you could do that, but the, the risk for college football, I guess, is a lot bigger than the, the risk for the NFL. And um, I think in terms of like the SEC with the amount of money on the line, I think that, that those schools are willing to take that risk. Is that the smart decision? I, I don't know, but we'll to be determined, I guess. I think majority of the people who are college football fans understand the um, understand what's going on you know, like you can't you can't be upset with what's happening because it's it's inevitable. Like this has been happening since March. Everything's been getting canceled, and things are slowly being reopened. They're being tested. If it doesn't work, they're being shut down. So, I, it's 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 all to be determined. But it's um it's uh, it's it's interesting. Um, but if the NFL is to continue. Um, training camp did just start this past week, which is, um, one of my favorite times. I know every single year besides this year, I go to Patriots training camp. I, I watch, um, I just, you know, I, I, I enjoy that day and, um, a little sad not to be able to go this year, but what are you going to do? Um, that's just 2020. So, but the Patriots, um, 
I want to give my predictions for the Patriots this season if it um if it all works out and if it's actually a thing. So I'm just gonna run through the the Patriots schedule. I'm just gonna win loss, uh, what I think, and then go from there. Week one, Dolphins. I think that's a win. Week two, we got the Seahawks. That's uh, Probably now. Uh, who knows though? But probably now. Week three, vi- ooh, Raiders win. Kansas City week four probably now. Uh, uh, Broncos. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know Broncos. Broncos always play the Pats tough. In Gillette, I'll give it to the Pats. Uh, then we have a bye week. Was that week five? Week six, they have a bye. Interesting. Then we got Jimmy G's return. Week seven, that's probably now. Bills, where is it? Ooh, in Buffalo. That's going to be a big game. If the Pats can win that game, I'm going to give them an L. But if the Pats can win that game, that's a that's a game changer for the Patriots. The Jets, uh, that's that's a, that's a W. Baltimore Ravens, probably now. Uh, Houston Texans, I'll give them that one. Arizona Cardinals, I'll also give them that one. I don't believe in, I just don't believe in that team. I don't think they're that great. Chargers, they, uh, that's another dub. The Rams, that's, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, where are we at right now? We're at seven and six. Yeesh. Dolphins, oh, that's another W, I think. That's in Miami, though, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Dolphins defense looks good. Buffalo in. I'm gonna give that. I'm. I'm not. I'm saying the the Bills and the Pats split. So then we got the Jets closing out. Uh, I got ten and six. A lot of people had. Nine and seven. I think that was a, that was a pretty common one amongst the Patriots. But I don't know. I think they split with Buffalo. I think they take both against the Jets, and I think the Dolphins has been a split for the past like three years. So I, it's I'll give the split, but. Other than that, you know, I think there's a few games where it's like the Los Angeles Rams. Mm, yeah, that's 50-50. I think the Cardinals is, is an automatic win. I just, I don't know. I don't think. they're. I think the Cardinals are a little overhyped. Uh, the Chargers, I think, is a win. And then there's some serious, like, probable losses, depending on how the season goes. I mean, obviously, you never know, but... The Ravens, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Kansas City Chiefs, probably L's. Like, more likely than not going to be L's. But you never know. Um, who knows? Mahomes could get... Mahomes was injured for like five weeks. And, I mean, the Chiefs still did pretty good. But you never know. But, yeah, that's that's my predictions. 10-6, and six, right? It's 10 and six. Yeah, 10-6 and six, uh, for the Pats this year. Not... Obviously not their best. Um, but I, I don't know. I think the Patriots, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. I think there's been a lot of talk about, you know, week one starter. Um, I'm going to go Cam, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Stidham, but I think ultimately Cam ends up getting the job, even if Stidham's the week one starter. I think uh, Cam is eventually going to get that job, so I'm not too worried about how that's going to shake out. And I, I think the Pats are have the most going against them this year. Uh, eight players sitting out, one of their defensive captains, a lot of their just main key defensive players. They have no returning linebacker. Uh, they have, uh, I don't even know. I want to say they have their secondary, and that's pretty much it uh, from their defense returning. Everyone else is either new and or opted out so gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year but I believe I don't think you can ever bet against the Bill Belichick defense no matter who he has on the field so 
I think it's just the offense that's going to be that raises a lot of questions and how Cam can fit into that system if he can gel with the receivers if his play style reflects what Belichick's trying to do. It's going to be uh, it's going to be evident early on. I think I, I I think within the first three weeks it's going to be very telling about how this season's going to go. It's either going to go ten and six or we could go six and ten. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but. To be determined, again, I'm hoping that this is even if the NFL even happens and is is fully uh, running fully through the season, which I think it will be, but we'll see. Um, Yeah, but that's pretty much all I got in the Pats. The training camp started. I know training camp started for everyone. Hard Knocks is on. I haven't watched it yet, Uh, so I'll talk about that probably next episode, next Thursday, next week. I'll, I'll catch up on those. But, yeah, I'm excited. I'm honestly really excited for the NFL to be starting because I love watching outside of the Patriots. I just love watching football. Um, it's So I'm really excited regardless uh, if the Pats are going to be – they're going to be great. My my pick is to win this whole Super Bowl. Cam's going to shock the world, so is Belichick. But regardless, I'm, I'm just excited either way. So, all right. That's all I got on the college football and the NFL. Uh, it's again college football to be determined. We'll see how it plays out. NFL, we'll see how it plays out. Um, it's hey, I want to. I'm gonna give it like a seventy. Nah, seventy is too high. I'll give like a fifty-five, forty-five break on fifty-five percent it happening, forty-five percent it not happening. That that's that's a pretty accurate. Uh, that's pretty accurate, I think. So, all right, let's do it. But before we hop into the NBA, uh, here's a quick anchor ad read. Old, sorry. All right, again, these these anchor ad reads, I just I keep forgetting to do them every week, so they're they're pretty terrible. Uh, sorry about that. <clears throat> I'll redo them eventually. But let's hop over into the NBA uh, a lot. A lot is going on, the NBA. A lot of exciting stuff, honestly. The NBA is is so fun to watch right now. I, I I gave my take on how I don't think Damian Lillard was an MVP candidate, and then the, that day he dropped sixty one points and proved me wrong. And I'm man enough to admit that that was a a, a bold take. Uh, and he definitely when he said put some respect on my effing name. That that was I f- I felt that like that was directed at me I felt so um Dame I'm sorry for doubting you uh and it my take with that on Tuesday was not that Dame wasn't like uh worthy of getting the trophy because I think he is I just don't think what his team like his team success has not um added. To his MVP candidacy, I guess I don't know. He proved me wrong. That's that's all I can that can be said. You know, he shut me up, so he he, he won that battle. Um, there's nothing else to be said about that. But that was um that performance was it was crazy. Uh, Tuesday was actually just a pretty crazy day in general in the NBA. Um, we had the the Dame's performance, and then you had the Giannis headbutt, which. Got him suspended for the next game without pay. Um, I know a lot of people were taken back by Giannis's headbutt because he's not he doesn't have like that personality. This I guess I don't know. I'm not like really surprised. Um, I I've I've always had this like feeling about Giannis. I not that I don't like Giannis because he's a beast, but um, I don't know. I just feel like he's a little like cocky. I I get that like that vibe from him that he's just a little like full of himself, which, like, he can be because he's arguably the most unstoppable player the NBA has, like, ever seen. He's, like, a, but he's a specimen. But I think he doesn't have, like, that humbleness to him that, uh, like, most, I mean, actually, who in the NBA is humble, I guess. But, I don't know, he just has, like, a, it, there's, like, a little bit of, like, an arrogance to the his, like, his demeanor, I guess, and how he's, like, I don't know, it's, He's young, and I understand that, but I think, 
I think he just lost control in that moment. You know, I think he got like mad. I've been there uh, in my basketball playing days. I think anyone who's played with me can attest to that. Like you're just like there's like that five seconds where like you're just not even thinking about the repercussions and like you just act. And like those those five five seconds are just like deadly. Obviously, Giannis can understand that. I I can feel because now he's being punished for it. And I mean, I've never clearly gotten fined or been paid to play <laughs> but um uh and lose lose pay the next game or been banned from the next game at I guess it's a different levels but I've yeah I've I've been uh in those situations I think there's one time where like I get hit with a cheap shot and, I, and the kid was like six eight and I just like <laughs> I just like clocked him in the head and like I wasn't even thinking and like I just got tossed um, but yeah, you know, I, I understand that, that those moments, I think they're, uh, if you're competitive, which that's what I'm going to blame it on my competitiveness, but if, and I, I think Giannis just like had like that, like a brain fart, that's like the best way to describe it. Just a brain fart for like those five seconds and just like, wasn't thinking about anything else, but other than just how mad he was at, uh, the dude, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I know exactly who he is. He's from Michigan. I just can't freaking think of his name right now. Um, but yeah, he's. I think he just like lost it and just, which I I can respect. But I can't. The thing is, like his just demeanor. You know, like it's like I I say the same thing with Steph. I can respect Steph. I just don't like Steph's antics. You know, I don't like the way he carries himself on the court. Uh, I don't like the way LeBron carries himself on the court. I really don't like the way. I mean, James Harden's gotten better because I think James Harden's just more about like, like he doesn't do the dancing anymore. He doesn't do like the the three, the three celebrations. Like if it is like a th- a celebration, it's like a little mini one, which is fine with me. But like, old James Harden, I didn't really like his antics. Like I'm not about the antics. So, uh, and off the court, you know, I think that those guys are. Giannis is just so young that he has like that. Uh, he just said he doesn't have that humbleness yet. So that's I don't know. I'm not hating on Giannis. I'm just I, I'm hating on his his demeanor, I guess, <laughs> but not his play. He's he's a beast. Um, but yeah, let's go back to Dame because that was um, Dame's performance was ridiculous, and I'm honestly I'm really excited to see his performance, uh, his next performance because the they're in crunch time right now. I think their record is like they're one game back. I want to say on the. Uh, on the who is it? They're one or no? They're in eighth, but in order to win, they need they need to win in order to secure their spot. And the Suns need them to lose, and the Suns need to win. I think the Grizzlies are officially out, right? I don't think there's any. I, no, the Grizzlies are still in the hunt because they're thirty three and thirty nine. With the, so are the Suns, but. I know the Grizzlies. I know it's. I know the real race right now is not between the Grizzlies. Uh, it's between the Trailblazers and the Suns because the Suns are on a seven-game win streak. So the Suns are hot. Um, this is the, this is the that that time period of uh, of the NBA that I've been talking about now for the two weeks where it's like there's these little playoff battles. You know, what I mean, there's the Rockets and the Thunder, both forty-four and twenty-seven. Thunder are fourth, Rockets are fifth. Like winning, like these, like little games that like kind of don't mean anything. Uh, well, that that kind of brings me back to my point I had like last week or maybe it was two weeks ago. Was like, what is this? What does the seeding really matter? I guess if you're already in the playoffs, like I guess it it doesn't really matter because there's no home court advantage. But I think the 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 eighth seed in the West right now is is a toss up between. Th- Three teams. Maybe four if the Spurs go on a win streak right now. I don't know. But it's um, it's going to be interesting to see how Dame responds this next game. If the Suns can be stopped and if the Grizzlies can uh, can somehow get a win. Because the Grizzlies kind of blowing it. Uh, they were... They had a commanding lead in the uh the eighth seed and then the trailblazers got hot 
The Suns are scorching hot. And the Grizzlies are on a two-game losing streak. So, I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's, I think they're, they're, I don't know. They're just at a point where, like, it's just going to be fun basketball to watch because, like, they're, it's going, it's not going to be, um, how the, how the games were, like, a week, like, last week. It's going to be, like, uh, like, an entertaining basketball game through and through. So, be on the lookout for those games between those three teams, the Sun, the Grizzlies, and the Trailblazers. Those are going to be great games from now until the playoffs because those are all they're all competing for that eighth spot. So be on the lookout for that. I got I think the Trailblazers are probably gonna pull it out. Uh the Suns, I think their Cinderella story is coming in to an end, but then again, I don't really know because there's just so many things you can't account for in this bubble. Um I, I you can't account for teams not um not playing to their full effect or you and you can also can't account for when teams are just gonna like lay an egg. I don't know. It's just it's been it's been a crazy bubble experience so far. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Be on the lookout for those games. The eight, the Eastern Conference is pretty much locked up. I said this uh, on Tuesday's pod, but yeah, it's pretty much locked up. The the Magic. It's not pretty much locked up. It's a hundred percent locked up actually. Uh, the Magic are the eighth seed. The the Wizards. Not a chance. They they actually got worse. Um, that's just ridiculous. They their record <laughs> dropped. Their standings dropped below two teams who aren't even in the 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 bubble right now, which is atrocious. So, not surprised. There, that was my prediction for them all along. But. That's impressive that they, not even one team, they dropped two teams below. That's a joke. Uh, okay. Let's hop into the power rankings because I think that this is the most untalked about thing going into the playoffs is that the power rankings are not of, the number one team in the power rankings is not a team, uh, I, I mean, I guess they're a team I've talked about. They're they're the most slept on team in this um this bubble. It's not the Lakers. It's not the Clippers. It's not the Bucks. It's the Raptors are the number one team in the power rankings. Are they going to make the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but how about this? The number one one and two teams are in the Eastern Conference. So what does that say about the East? Uh, does it, I don't know. I, I think, I, th- I think the top half of the East is better. Mm, that's a bold statement. I was going to say better than the West, but mm, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, we got Raptors at one. We got the Bucks at two, the Lakers at three, the clip or the Celtics at Four, the Clippers at five. You know, the Clippers went from being the hottest. Like they they started off hot in the bubble, and they they hit a rough, rough patch. Uh, these last four games, they they lost four in a row now. Actually, did they? I'm pretty sure they, they actually won tonight. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, they won tonight. They so. Strike that. They beat the they beat the uh, the Denver Nuggets tonight, but still they had a rough four games um, in a row. And I, I I don't know. I I was hot on the Clippers. Not really so hot on them. I was also hot on the Lakers, but ever since the Lakers like uh, clinched that one seed, I think that I think it was like their last two or three games have all been kind of uh, like not. They they haven't really been playing because they had the one seed locked up. So it's like, uh, like, you sit. You, I'm you're at that stage in the bubble right now where like you're sitting players, which is ridiculous because they sat for like five months. Uh, all right, who we got coming at sixth? We have the Rockets. Hot, uh, hot team. The Rockets. I think they they were out. Uh, they didn't have what's his name, Eric Gordon for a majority of this bubble. But James Harden and uh, Russell Westbrook, who's also injured, isn't playing on Friday, I heard, but he will be fine by the playoffs. 
I think that this team is the one thing that's going to kill this team is that they haven't been uh, fully healthy, which is is rough going into the playoffs. Like if you don't have don't have that team chemistry, it's uh, it's just not. I don't know. It's how do you, how are you going to function in the playoffs? Like you're you're starting the playoffs off where you should be should have started your bubble experience off. So it's not uh not great. The Heat at seven. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. The Heat are pretty good. The Heat have turned a lot of heads since being in the bubble. They've competed. Um, they beat the Pacers, who TJ Warren was like unstoppable up until the Heat. I don't know. I think that the Heat are better than seven. I think they're better than the Rockets. I don't think they're better than the Celtics. And I don't think they're better than the Clippers. So maybe actually, maybe six is a good spot. Uh, Pacers at eight. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't agree with that one either. I think the Pacers, other than TJ Warren, they've been uh, subpar. I think. Like uh, I don't know. I they're. I don't. I don't, That's that's a. I think the Thunder have been better than the Pacers. Um. Yeah, that's Thunder at nine. Trailblazers at ten. See, that's the thing. I think that. I think the Trailblazers have been better than the Pacers and the Heat and the Thunder. So, I don't know. Is that like a – is that the the right power rankings? Like, Are we just going strictly off there? Because these power rankings are a little screw, skewed, I think, because they're accounting for their regular season. But in the bubble, I'm going strictly off in the bubble here. I think the Thunder have, or the Trailblazers have been better than all three of those teams above them. So, the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets been better than the Pacers. I think the Nuggets have been a big surprise. I think the Nuggets fall into the same category that the Heat did, where it's like they they didn't really have their full team. They have it now, and they're just starting to like mesh together. They just lost to the Clippers tonight. I watched it. Um, what's his name? Porter Jr. played great. I think Porter Jr. is gonna win. We touched our talking about it. He's my pick to win the rookie of the uh, the year or the rookie of the bubble, whatever it is. Uh, the Suns. This is what I mean. The Suns are at twelve. Like the Suns should be way higher right now. Like they were on a seven game win streak. They haven't lost in the bubble. Like that. How are they the twelfth? I don't know. That's these these aren't bubble uh, power rankings, which they should be because it doesn't make sense. The Mavs thirteen. Yeah, I can see that. Hey, they've been, they've been like they've been a subpart team. Spurs, yep. Jazz, 76ers, Jazz, yep. Nets, seventeen. Magic, eighteen. Grizzlies, nineteen. Kings, twenty. Pelicans, twenty-one. Wizards, twenty-two. Uh, and then the rest, obviously, they don't really matter. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I think that towards the end of the list, there it, there's some questionable calls. Uh. But the Raptors coming in at number one is a a shock. I, I I wouldn't say it's a shock. It's a it's a surprise because I don't think anybody had this Raptors team um, going this far. But they've locked up the two seed. I don't think there's any way the Celtics can get the two seed. I could be wrong on that. Uh, no, there's no way the Celtics can get the two seed. So the Eastern Conference is pretty much set. So yeah, I think. But I'm hopeful for the Seas, okay? Uh, because the Seas beat the Raptors. They competed against the Bucks. I think that the Seas are the, in the Eastern Conference as much as like these power rankings say they're not. I think the Seas are the deadliest team in the Eastern Conference. They they've gotten better every single game. Jason Tatum is knock on wood. Uh, Jason Tatum is back to being Jason Tatum. You know, I mean, he's like putting up. He's he's hitting the shots again. He struggled his first few games out. Uh, they they I don't know. They they just they're Kemba's coming along more slowly. Um, he's he's back in. I don't want actually. I don't want to say he's back fully yet, but he will be back fully for the playoffs, which is good. I I think they're. They're my top team in the East, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a diehard Celtics fan. I'm also just saying it from watching their games. 
and watching them against the two teams above them and then beating one of them and losing to the other one and on some questionable calls against Friannis. I think that they're the deadliest team in the East when they're... And the other thing is, too, they're just so deep. Kevin Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart. Like and they've had some big surprises. Like Robert Williams has been playing out of his mind the last three games. Get, could be a huge X factor. Um, Daniel Tice been playing decent. Ennis Cantor decent. I got they they got a lot. They got a they're a very deep team there. So dark horse, uh, not really because I think it, they're they're a three seed. But I think the Celtics are going to be a very big shock going uh, going forward here. All right, let's jump into these bubble awards. I didn't even really know this was a thing, honestly, until like yesterday. And I was like, dude, what the heck's a bubble award? But um, they're pretty self-explanatory. I probably could have done this on Tuesday when I did the regular season awards. But the bubble awards, they're like the honoring the best teams in the bubble. So, like, they have rookie of the bubble. Um, my pick is, um, oh, wait, I guess they're already done. It says voting results, so I guess they're already done. So we're just gonna talk about. It. I mean, my pick was Michael Porter Jr. too, even though he didn't. Um, uh, he didn't. He wasn't there for the first few games, or maybe he wasn't there for the scrimmages. But yeah, he was. Um, he was great for the the uh, the Nuggets. He played. Uh, he just played out of his mind. He averaged twenty two and eight for as a the rookie, and. His his he's got that uh that rookie uh asterisk next to his name though because he missed his first season with an injury so he's got that Ben Simmons asterisk where it's like is he rookie I don't know um John Morant was number two uh on the voting results Michael Porter Jr. actually came away with this so I not really a crazy pick on my end I thought I thought um I thought I was like no one no one's talking about this but I guess everyone knew. Michael Porter Jr. won that uh, that category with 14 votes. Then it was John Moran with one and Cameron Johnson with one. So not even close. Comeback player of the bubble. This was, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, again, looking at the results, I, I honestly, this is my first time looking at it. I didn't even know who the players are involved with this. But the players um, who were, uh, like, for this category were, Yosef Nurkic, Trey Burke, and Andre Roberson. Clearly, one dominates the other. Um, Nurkic had 14 votes. Trey Burke had one. Roberson also had one. Roberson played like, like 20 minutes total, I think. So, I don't know. Uh, six man in the bubble. Okay, a little closer. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. of the Trailblazers. Uh, one with nine. Rudy Gobert with four. Oh, no, Rudy Gay, my bad. Rudy Gay with four. I was about to say, Rudy Gobert's not a six-man. Michael Porter Jr. with two. Javon Carter with one. Uh, yeah, that, that probably makes the most sense. Uh, I don't know, though. Is Gary Trent Jr.? Yeah, he he's... Gary Trent Jr. has actually been balling. What am I saying? Hey, he's averaging 20, and he's shooting 57%. So, yeah, that's... that's uh, Yeah, that makes sense. Nurkic, by the way, averaging 17 uh, and 10. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't talk about his stats. Nurkic averaging 17 to 10 in that category. Uh, I I honestly really like the way Nurkic plays. When they played the Celtics, uh, that was the first time I saw Nurkic play in a while since his injury. And he, I don't know, I just really like his play style. I, I love how aggressive he is. I love that he can shoot, and I love that he can, he can um, rebound too. I think he's a steal uh, he's a very overlooked player on that Trailblazers team. When you look at it, you're like, okay, it's Dame, it's Carmelo, it's CJ McCollum, and then no one really talks about Nurkic. So he's he. I thought he's he's very um he's he's one of the most slept on effective players uh, in this bubble so far. Best play. I don't even know what. How do you even decide that? Best play was Devin Booker's uh. Buzzer beater with six votes. We had Lillard's Lillard's high bouncing three. That was pretty ridiculous. That happened like yesterday. Uh, with four, that was a crazy bounce. Um, that thing literally went like 
above the backboard. It, there was there's one of those Celtic shots that happened. Uh, I want to say it was on a free throw, and I want to say it was someone. I forget who it was. It happened though, and oh, it was a Paul Pierce free throw. That's what it was. It was a Paul Pierce free throw. He hit the. It happened way back in like the sixties too. Uh, but it was a Paul Pierce free throw, and it happened, and it bounced straight up, and then bounced straight down. I want to say it was in the tw- 2008 finals. Could be wrong on that one, but yeah, it was. Uh, that has happened before. But it, this was the same thing, but it was Damian Lillard's three, and it was from like 70 feet away. It was crazy. Uh, wasn't better than Devin Booker's um, game winner, though. I can actually agree with that one. Devin Booker's game winner was pretty crazy. Then it was Kuzma. Uh, no, it was. Lucas between the legs assist versus Milwaukee with three. Kuzma's game winner versus Denver. Yeah, that was just a. I haven't talked about that. That was one of the dumbest plays. Um, literally, Denver had three guys guarding LeBron and just like. Kuzma had like a wide open shot. Like, if one person runs with Kuzma, I guarantee you he misses that shot. Literally, no one ran with Kuzma. Everyone switched to LeBron, who was running away from the basketball. So, terrible, uh, just a terrible possession for Denver. Uh, and they honestly deserved to lose that game because of that possession. And then it was Gobert uh, scoring the first basket of the restart. Is that a joke? That's terrible. Uh, okay, yeah, Booker's was definitely the best player of that. Coach of the bubble. Monty Williams, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Seven-game win streak, haven't lost yet. That that makes sense. Then it was Greg Greg Pop with one, and uh, yeah, that's it. it was and Yakovan, who I'm pretty sure is the Nets coach. I don't know why he's getting one there. That's that's a joke. Uh, most improved bubble player. Wow, a two-time winner, Gary Trent Jr. Um. He won with six. Then it was T.J. Warren. Yeah, that that would would have been my pick. T.J. Warren, he's been balling. Besides that Heat game, he was he's been balling. Uh, then it was Derek White, Javon Carter, and Michael Porter Williams or Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Michael Porter Williams uh, with one. Javon Carter had one. Derek White had three. T.J. Warren had five, and Gary Trent Jr. had six. So it was a close call. Um, I don't know, I guess, but T.J. Warren was, has been balling, so. If T.J. Warren doesn't make, like, one of these all-bubble all teams, I'll be shocked. That'll be, he, he will have gotten snubbed. That will be the snub of the bubble. Um, defensive player of the bubble, honestly, I couldn't tell you. I feel like most of the bubble's been zero defense at all, so. This is, yeah, there's like ten guys on this list. I don't know, there's not ten, there's seven. The winner is Marcus Sol with five. Giannis had four. Kyle Lowry had three. Bam Adebayo had one. Robert Covington with one. Fred Van Fleet with one. And Derek White with one. There's just, yeah, I, I don't know. that. I don't even know how you judge that because there there's really like been some, some bad defense uh, in the bubble. I, that's my only complaint about this is that you can tell that clearly everyone worked on their offensive game over their time off, but no one worked on their defense because it has been some very bad basketball. And it was really bad to start the bubble. The scrimmages were were tough to watch. Uh, this is the one we want to talk about. Most valuable bubble player. I don't even... I mean, it's not even a question. Dame Lillard, yeah, it's not even a question. Um, he finished with 13... First place votes, Devin Booker had two, TJ Warren had one, James Harden had eight. That, that can't be right. It's James Harden must have had one, Giannis must have had one, and Luka also must have had one. That can't be, that can't be right. Uh, that's a typo in this article. But, yeah, I mean, Dame's clearly been the best player in the bubble. He's been the most valuable player to his team. He's definitely been the most important player to his team, I think. So it's not even a question that Dame is gonna take the uh, that he that he got that. So do I think what does that mean? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I don't think it, it means a thing. Um, especially I don't think they're getting like a piece of hardware or something for that because it was like two weeks of playing. I don't think you can do that. But I don't know. We'll see. That I I just don't think it was that uh, something to talk about. I guess. Um, I I know people like. Like going over the awards, and I think uh, some of them were 
questions. I think that TJ Warren one, uh, not getting the most improved one. Gary Trent Jr. getting that. I think that was, or no, not. Is it most improved? No, yeah, it was most improved. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that that's, a, I think TJ Warren wins that one. But that's that's my only, um, I guess my only fault with that list. Um, but again, those awards mean nothing. So what does it really matter? Uh, playoffs. Playoffs. What is my prediction? Finals? I don't know. It's like, dude, uh, the Clippers and the Lakers. I mean, Lakers with rest, I think, are taking over the Clippers. I think the Clippers were competing. You know, Kawhi was playing some big minutes today. I'm pretty sure he played late into the fourth. So... Lakers have been resting their players because they num- locked up that one seed. I think I gotta go Lakers uh, coming out of the West. And not saying this because I'm a diehard Celtics fan, putting reasoning into this. I think the Bucks are very beatable for the Celtics, extremely beatable. Jason Tatum, as long as he didn't go two for eighteen, they win that first. They win that game. Uh, Kemba's coming back better than ever. Uh, knock on wood. And they're a deep team. I think they can they they pummeled the Raptors by twenty. So I'm going C's. I'm going Lakers Celtics, uh, which would be great. Uh, the only bubble, eh, actually, there might be another bubble. But the first bubble to happen would like Lakers Celtics rivalry. That'd be great. Um, I, I would personally, I'd love to see that. Um, we'll see though. But I think the the two superior teams in each uh, conference are going to come out. But then again, I honestly don't know. And seeding doesn't really mean anything. I think the East is more predictable than the the West. There's really only three teams in the East that I really think are going to pull it out, and it's the Raptors, uh, Bucks, or the Celtics, and I think the Celtics are taking it. The, the West, I honestly don't know. The Clippers were hot. That fire's been put out. I don't think they're that hot anymore. Uh, the Trailblazers are hot. If they get the eighth seed, I honestly don't know. They they're a team that could beat the Lakers. They honestly are because how no one is stopping uh, Dame Lillard. So it's the the eighth seed in the the West is way better than the eighth seed in the East. Um, I think that that Bucks Magic series is not a question in most people's mind. But there's I think if you're not questioning if tra- the Trailblazers lock up that uh. That A seed, and you're not questioning that Lakers Trailblazer series. I don't know. That's uh, Nurkic. Nurkic is a good big man, and Dame Lillard has literally been unstoppable in, in the bubble. So I don't know. the The West is the West is more of a toss up, I think, than the East. I think the East is uh, is easier to know what's coming out. Even though the two top teams in the Power Rings right now are the Eastern Conference teams. Um, but yeah, that's what I got in the NBA. Uh, it's, I'm telling you, pay attention to these next few games. Wherever you are, if you're working from home, if you're working in the office, put these games on at three. These, these next few games before the playoffs actually start are going to be so much fun to watch because every team in here is like, they're competing for seeding. They're competing for playoff spots, playoff berths. So check it out. They're going to be good games. And if your boss comes around, just mute it or Pull up something else on the screen. But I'm telling you, watch these games. They're going to be good games. They're going to be fun games. And, yeah. All right. Let's move on to quick. We're going to wrap up the show. Quick NHL talk. Like, I'm talking, like, five minutes because that's all I got. But before we do that, ain't crap. All right. That was the last anchor app. Um, ad, I swear, that was the last one. Now, let's talk my NHL. You guys ready for this? This is like a, this is like a joke that me and, uh, me and Thomas had when we did this, was that, like, we were just gonna, we were just gonna give our takes on, like, uh, soccer, like, national soccer, like, football, but, um, it would, it would be funny because like we didn't really know much about it. So here's my takes on uh, the NHL because I don't really know much about it. There's not even really takes to give. The only thing I know is that I'm 
when I do watch the NHL, I only watch the Bruins because I'm a diehard Boston fan. So I support the Bruins. And the Bruins-Hurricanes game was a double OT thriller that I, that I didn't... Um, I didn't watch. I watched the highlights of it. And what I what I've concluded is that and what I've gotten from Twitter, Boston uh Boston Twitter is that Patrice Bergeron is God himself. Um he's pretty much the Brady of Boston hockey. If that makes sense. Cuz I know he's not the Brady of the NHL, but I know he's the Brady of Boston hockey. Uh, I know, I know, I know that he's not the greatest of all time. I, I know, I think it's Wayne Gretzky. He's the greatest of all time, right? <clears throat> but yeah, um, that's all I got on the, <laughs> on the Bruins Hurricanes game. Um, and then it's the Avalanche beat the Coyotes three zero. The Islanders, um. We're up. I, I actually did check that game today because I, I was like, dude, if I'm going to talk about hockey, I, I need to know. Um, and I know that the – the um, and, of course, now I can't find it because I, I said I was going to check these um, as I as I did. Okay, so we have the, the Flyers beat – yeah, the Flyers won over the Cardinals. Is it the Cardinals? Canadians, Canadians. Um, they won two one, and then oh, Blues lost, huh? Hmm. The Islanders over the Caps. What was that game? Four two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's all I got in the NHL. Um, I do have this stat for you too because I was sitting uh in the middle of a can gym game. This this today and we were talking and the Bruins have been to three Stanley Cups. They've lost two and they've won one. So we're evening it up this year. Bruins also won the presidential something. But they had the best regular season before the the season was canceled. So Bruins are my pick, um, as they are every year to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, regardless, that's, that's, and that's pretty much all I know about hockey. That was, that was a solid, uh, was it even five minutes? No, that was a solid three minutes. So I still got two more minutes to fill here of hockey talk. Um, I honestly can't fill it with hockey talk. I I don't know. I gotta get it. I gotta get someone on here. If you are a hockey guy and you think you got some entertaining takes, and you want to educate me on hockey because I don't know enough. All I know is that the last time, last year, I actually did watch hockey. And I, I enjoyed it. I just didn't know what was going on. It was a little bit frustrating. But I did watch, uh, enjoy watching that that Stanley Cup series last year. Uh, seven games, I mean, the hype was there. Um, I can't imagine... Bubble hockey, I gotta, I gotta watch it. I really do. I can't imagine bubble hockey is as entertaining with with without the crowd. You know, I'm mean? like, I think if you're a hockey enthusiast, it's probably still at just as fun. But that's not. Uh, I can't say I'm a hockey enthusiast. I'm a basketball enthusiast, and that's why I think what I like watching the NBA bubble is because the fans like they're not there. But I still like watching good basketball, so I can understand if you like watching good hockey. It's probably still the same thing. It might even be better. Honestly, I don't know. But yeah, that's all I got on hockey. That's all I got for today. Um, yeah, that's 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 it. Uh, last thing I want to say is I reiterate. I just want to reiterate this point: is if you're listening to this, just literally, if you made it this far, do me one favor. And you might have already did it at the beginning of the show, but I guess it doesn't hurt. I don't know why. Just unsubscribe and resubscribe i don't understand why it's a thing go follow me on social media go follow me uh, at tmd podcast on instagram or on uh twitter i'm pretty active on twitter not really that active on instagram gotta get better at that go check out the blogs and um have a great rest of the day 
and I will see you guys back here next week.